Hello, good people. So I'm attorney Trina with Creative Mind Law, uh, where we specialize in helping business owners, entrepreneurs, and startups secure their legacy and their brand through trademark, copyright, and business law. Uh, I'm so excited to be a part of this podcast with my good friend, Marcus Jones, and you are tuning in to Rebuke. Thank you guys so much. Hi, this is attorney Chris Burrell. I'm with the firm of Burrell and McCants in Birmingham, Alabama. We handle criminal defense, personal injury, civil rights, and employment cases. You can reach us at www.borrellmccants.com. And it's been my pleasure to be on the Rebuke Podcast with Marcus Jones. Hello, everyone. This is Marcus, and this is you now listening to Rebuke. Now, this is Rebuke's 46th episode, and we have something special for you. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for supporting the podcast, but you can continue to support the podcast by sharing the links on to the show on your social media pages, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Or you can support it financially by being a monthly subscriber or, or donate to my cash app, dollar sign. R-E-B-U-K-E-E-06. That is dollar sign R-E-B-U-K-E-E-06. You can also watch some of my interviews and shows on YouTube by typing the word rebuke. You can type in backslash R-E-B-U-K-E-E without the dots, whatever. Now, let's, let's get into the show. Now, as a young boy, um, by watching my one of my favorite shows growing up, I just... I had my first TV crush with Claire Huxtable. And I, the reason why I had a crush on her, because I, I find her so dynamic to have that many kids and to be a lawyer and be the, and be that fine at the same time. But, you know, I understand I was a little boy. I was six and seven years old watching this, this very popular show growing up. And I used to have, I always wanted to eat jello all the time because of my, you know, because because uh, of um, Dr. Huxable doing all these J E L L O commercials growing up when I was a little kid, especially on the weekend. So I always asked my parents for Jello, and they never give it to me. You know what I mean? So, but fast forward um, years later, back in April 2018, uh, one of my, you know, one of the famous. America's dads and, and, and popular pillars in the black community, Bill Cosby is uh, convicted of sexual assault and, and, and later on goes to prison. Now, there are many opinions about the, about Bill Cosby and everything, but um, just a couple weeks ago, he just got released uh, from prison and 
me personally, I thought, hey, at least a man can die in peace. But I don't know what's the big deal about it. But I got some backlash from people saying that I was supporting Bill Cosby, which I wasn't. Um, so I wanted to, um, you know, and the reason why he got off because he had a good lawyer. And I said, you know what? I need to do a show about this. And matter of fact, I got two lawyers on the show to talk about this. So I, the title of this show is called The Tarnished Dad. The, about the opinions of Bill Cosby. So let's welcome our, our, our two favorite lawyers. I had Chris Burwell on the show before about police reform. And this is the first time I had my, my, my uh, college, uh, I wouldn't say roommate, not college roommate, but the person I went to college with. I have a college roommate. I had to show a couple. Classmate. Oh, classmate. Classmate. <laughs> classmate. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for saving me. Uh, and my classmate, and uh, you know, computer lab uh, debate partner. And, and she always been wanting to come on the show a couple of times, and I finally got her on, Katrina Brown. Thank you. Thank you all for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank Thanks, you. Mark. It's great to be here. All right, man. So let's go ahead and get started, man. Uh, what? Let's go start with ladies first. What was your initial reaction when Bill Cosby got released these couple weeks ago? So, listen. This is such a a, a hot topic right now. Uh, Bill, Co- actually, you know, of course, I don't. I lately I haven't been watching the news because I'm trying to keep my, my sanity and my peace of mind. However. I uh, saw it pop up and they were saying he was released uh, that that his case uh, was dismissed because of an agreement that he had already signed with the former prosecutor. Um, you know, sometimes one of the things I, I've come to understand is sometimes morality and what's legal doesn't always go hand in hand. So mm-hmm. I think I was I wasn't shocked at all. I, I expected this to be the case because they had an agreement. And so I, I can definitely understand people who don't um, maybe don't work in the, the legal realm often or don't understand agreements and uh, what that looks like, you know, this this may have been a shock or uh, a betrayal to them, but I it worked out as I expected it to. Chris, I mean, this is more your lane, man. Um, what was your initial reaction when Bill Cosby got released? Yeah, you're right, man. This is exactly my lane. Uh, I handle criminal defense cases all over the state of Alabama. So this is exactly the, um, the kind of stuff that I do. Uh, I, I'll admit, I was a little bit surprised by it, particularly because I didn't know that um, that the appeal had already been heard. So uh, I was a little bit surprised. And I mean, I got the news just like everybody else did. And I typically tend to watch things like this from a different perspective. Um, like I'll actually, I, I went back and actually read the the brief. I'm, I'm sorry, read the, um, the order and all that kind of stuff. It was like 60 something pages which is a lot for a um, for a, a, an appellate order. But, um, you know, I tend to look at it from a different perspective, but I was really surprised when it happened. Uh, like Katrina, though, I agree that it was the right uh, the right thing to do um, j- just because of the uh, the legal arguments and the legal precedence that it was setting. But uh, I was surprised just like everybody else. Mm, OK, um, I'm, I'm going to have to admit that I wasn't I wasn't surprised at all. I'm with Katrina, you know, I said he ain't gonna serve too long. I mean, he's I'm like he's eighty some years old. So when he got released, I was like, okay, man, let that man rest in you know rest in peace and you know live in peace, whatever. But for some reason, it was all over the news, and 
And I was like, man, why is Bill Cosby over the news when we're still trying to find people in Florida that when the building collapsed? So um, I said, let me go ahead and have this show. So I'm going to start with you, Chris. I'm, I got these questions. I'm going skip, to skip over them. Okay. To, um, why is Bill Cosby a firestorm within the black community? Why are we divided by this? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, there's there's a couple of different reasons, um, and it, it really just depends on how you look at things. Um, my best friend is a police officer, and we have had so many debates about the Bill Cosby thing. I mean, from from the accusations to the conviction, even up to the appeal, and the um, you know him being released. But it really just depends on how you look at it. Um, in America's history, you have never seen a black man be, a, be able to. I mean, think about, you know, we got Emmett Till and we got cases like that where black men were lynched just for looking or whistling at a white woman. And then, you know, you fast forward to this whole Bill Cosby thing and you got 60 some women, uh, the majority of them white, accusing him of rape. So just from that perspective alone, a lot of people just weren't buying it. You know, the fact that he was able to do this uh, for, the, for the length of period of time. So that's one aspect of it. The second aspect of it is, you know, honestly, it's, it's the Me Too movement. Uh, the fact that, um, you know, you can be tried in the media without much proof, um, you know, and, and again, most of these situations happened, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. So there's there's that aspect of it. And then another aspect of it, I think, was the fact that Bill Cosby, um, you know, in recent years, Bill Cosby's kind of, you know, talked about black people a little bit, you know, so people were upset about that. So there, there's a couple of different ways um, that I think people looking at it. And I think that's why they fail, um, you know, however they however they fail uh, as far as their opinions on what happened. With but, yeah, it, it's just it really is, is your perspective on how you view Bill Cosby. I think that played a lot into how people view his guilt or innocence. OK, we, we won't get to that later on, how you feel about him. But Katrina, you want to piggyback on um, why is Bill Cosby a firestorm in the, within the black community? I think the, that Burrell hit the nail on the head. Uh, I think the, the latter part of his uh, point was in the past years, he's been extremely critical of black people. Um, and I think in some cases, people feel that he is painting himself as this paradigm of virtue. And now here he comes with some scandal. Right. Um, and then I think you do have, like Chris said, the population of people are just like, OK, well, what about, you know, Harvey Weinstein, who still has not uh, spent a day in jail? You know, what about the the Catholic priest? And I know we can go on and on and on. I think more people are, I, I know some people who feel like even if he even if he is guilty of that, why is it that he is the poster child for something when you have white men who, who who allegedly have committed the same acts who have not spent a day in jail, right? Um, I, I think the other part of this is understanding that the agreement that he signed, for those of us who, uh, I don't do criminal fees, uh, I, I'm a business law attorney, I do trademarks and copyrights just in case anybody's listening or needs one. But um, <laughs> one of the things I think those of us who are attorneys, those of us who understand law, uh, when you look at the testimony of the, the the former prosecutor, one of the things that he said was that he intended for this uh, this agreement to be for a lifetime, right? That the reason Bill Cosby did not exercise his Fifth Amendment right was because there was an agreement on the table saying we will not prosecute you. They wanted him. They wanted this lady to be able to sue on the civil uh, on the civil charges and not criminal. And so when you look at a system like that, uh, and I think Chris said this a little bit earlier. 
that if they had not allowed Cosby to be free, the type of president it would have set for those of us, for those who have agreements with the prosecutor's office, um, if, if they're not held accountable for the things that they say, then what happens? And so I think you just have people who feel like Cosby finally is getting his day. And I think you have those who are just like, you know what? Let them out. You know, white people walking around free who raped, molested, let them go too. I don't, I'm not saying I agree with either point. I'm just, I, I just heard both sides. And then I think people are just like, you know what? Where's the proof? So. Katrina, do we tend to hold celebrities? So why do we hold celebrities in so high regard? Why are we, held, we got built? We, we, we already went through this with R. Kelly. You know what I mean? Uh, he, the, the crooner and he hit with his allegations and people heart you got two people you got one side that's pro r kelly and one side hey throw him under the jail and same thing with the i guess jay-z and you know beyonce thing how can jay-z cheat on beyonce you know what i mean why do why do we hold celebrities so high regard when they just human just you and i um, I, you know, my grandmother used to say it's one of the worst things you could ever do in life is get to know somebody that you idolize, right? To really get to know people, um, because it, mm. it can it can tarnish <laughs> your, mm. your, your vision of them. I don't know that it's fair to say that we judge them highly or not. I will say that when you are a public figure, what you do uh, tends to be put in front of us, especially since we're on this 24-hour news cycle. I, so here's my point, and I, I'm kind of getting off topic, but you know, when we talk about R. Kelly, for those who want to prosecute R. Kelly and Bill Cosby, and I'm not saying one way or the other, here's what I'm saying. While we out here talking about Locke Kelly and Cosby, let's get your uncles and your daddies and your granddaddies <laughs> who have been molesting, uh, sexual harassing the community the entire time. See, the hypocrisy sometimes with Black people is this. Yes. We will holler about R. Kelly and we will holler about Bill Cosby and how they need to be uh, locked up. And I'm not saying they do what they don't, but your daddy. And your uncles, a, a, a young girl underage can't even walk down the street without him making lewd comments. When I was a teenager and I would be walking to school, those things would happen all the time. Grown men would be making lewd comments. I'm not talking about other kids my age. I'm talking about grown men with gray hair, right? Um, when I was in school, right next door at Parker High School, there was this this man who owned a candy shop. He was like the neighborhood candy man, Mr. Charles, and I am saying his name. And he would have pictures on his wall of teenage girls with their legs crossed sitting on his radiator. And I mean, from like 1980, on his wall, the teachers knew, I mean, what is a grown man doing with kids' pictures on his wall? I mean, they're not his biological children. And, and here's my whole point. We, there's a level of hypocrisy that we have to deal with if we're going to talk about protecting black women, protecting women in general, is that we got to start looking around our own family and saying, hey, that's inappropriate. You should not be doing that. So anyway, I know I'm getting off topic, but yeah, that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. Well, well, well. Anything else you want to add, Chris? Because I don't think... Yeah, no, I, I think Katrina really hit it right on the head. But I mean, back to back to the question of why we hold celebrities in such high regard. I think that sometimes we we um, we appreciate their art too much, mm. and we use that to kind of cast on them a level of morality or or whatever you know that that we find favorable. I mean, too R. Much. Kelly can say 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but because like, because because you can't talk. Sorry, to interrupt, Chris, but you can't uh-huh. talk bad about Beyonce at all. And exactly. Hive was sting your your butt all day long. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. But no, no, that's exactly it. I mean, and the thing is, people don't know anything about Beyonce. I, I think that she's a great person. I hope that she is. But people think just because she can sing and dance that she that she's all right. You know, we thought just because R. Kelly can write a song that he was great. We thought just because O.J. Simpson could run the ball that he was great. But you know, the fact of the matter is, like Katrina was saying, you know, if, if we ever got to know these people. That we we would understand that maybe they're not so great, but I mean, you know, we we have to appreciate their talent for what it is, but not you know make that into uh, I mean, not not allow that to turn them into some type of a god or you know somebody that that's d- even deserving of our adoration. You know, we need to just appreciate it for what it is. I think I think it's it's hero worship, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This this idea that these people, um, you know, it, it's just like when Kurt Franklin um, was recorded, you know, <laughs> people were just like, you know, it, you had some people who thought it was hilarious and, and the memes were absolutely hilarious. Let's be clear. And then you had some people uh, that were just like, he should give up singing gospel music, right? Because mm-hmm. he was caught having a human moment. And, and so even if they sing gospel, they are still human, right? Um, first. And- humans first absolutely and so they're going to make mistakes they're going to do things they're going to say things and i think sometimes it's unfair i'll give you another good example don't be quiet j-lo right so you know j-lo just broke up with old boy from that's a baseball player you know i don't know these folks name and now the situation is that she's with back with being out flat right and people i mean you hear people saying oh my god i can't believe she literally just jumps from man to man to man so do you sis Dang, so come on, homie. I'm just saying, J-Lo is not doing anything different than, than most women walking around, but because she's a celebrity and everything she does is put out there, it just seems like a lot. Damn, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, now, Chris, I'm going to start with you. Huh? Is it hard for you to separate Bill Cosby from Dr. Huxtable? I'm going to be honest with you, brother. It's kind of hard for me, man. I, I just grew up with the brothers. Is it is it hard for you to separate the two? No, it's not hard for me at all. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's funny. I think I learned this at a very early age. But, like, my whole life, I've always called actors by their name. Like, I've always wanted to know what their name was. And I would call them by their name. So I would, I've always called Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby. I've never called him Dr. Huxtable. <laughs> but, I mean, just the fact that you even phrased it that way, that that I think a lot of people do that. You know, people grow up, people think that Jaleel White actually talks like Urkel. You know what I'm saying? They call him Urkel. So my point is, no, it's not hard for me to separate it because I've always known him as Bill Cosby. I've always known he was a man. I appreciate the art that he produced. Um, the positivity that I saw on the Cosby show and all of those things. Um, I appreciate the humor and everything in it, but I've always recognized that he was an individual playing a character. And I think that once more people start to realize that, I mean, even even right down to singers and, and dancers and all of those things, they're still individuals who are more or less playing a character. Um, you know, <laughs> and, 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 we'll, we'll go back to Beyonce for a second. You know, Beyonce, when she's on stage, she's Sasha Fierce. You know, so we got to remember that, you know, th- this is all... Um, you know, this is all show business and they show you um, and you're not necessarily in their business. <laughs> so right. it's not hard for me to separate it. But I th- I wish more people understood that and recognized it. 
and maybe let me expound what some people might be saying. Why, Marcus, why is it hard for you to um, separate Bill Cosby from Dr. Huxtable? It's, it's because, um, like you said, I have I am at fault of putting him in a high pedestal. Um, not only because what he did on TV is what he has actually done on you know for the black community. You have you had Fat Albert, you had uh kids say the starnest things, and we're gonna talk about Bill Car I mean the Bill Cosby show, and then then he he, he helped pro help produce a show that you know they said a lot of black people said they were motivated to go to college from different world. So Absolutely. and and he painted a picture. Of the, probably the most positive picture you can find beside maybe Family Matters probably is is close to the Cosby Show uh, uh, portraying a, a a positive black family, but Bill Cosby put uh, painted a picture where you ain't got to be from the ghetto or acting ignorant or anything else. Yeah, you could be educated too. I'm a doctor. My wife is a lawyer. My kids are going to. School. To the nicest schools and my my friends and my family you know what i'm saying um friends and family are uh, successful as well so that's why it's kind of hard for me but now, now as i got older yeah i can separate the two but it's hard because what he has done um uh, for the black community uh, you seem like you're ready to say something katrina <laughs> oh no 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 i think that's just my resting you know what okay <laughs> um no i, I think that all the things that you name, Bill Cosby did, not Dr. Huxtable. And right. I think um, it, it's like if you watch Power, right? The 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 son Tyreek, the guy, <laughs> like he was posting on Instagram a couple of months ago that when people see him out at the in the streets, they be ready to throw hands because of what his character Tyreek actually does on Power. He made this whole like went live, like, listen, this is not me. I am not this person. I am acting. Um, and it's unfortunate that we are so engulfed in people to the point that we don't have the ability to separate, right? Um, I used to watch the show Seven Heaven and when I was younger and the father that the guy that played the father, he was actually convicted of molestation. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, you know, like shocked. But then also I understand that Seven Heaven is a show, right? Um, so yeah, to answer your question, um, no, it's not it's not difficult for me to and, and just because Bill Cosby has done a thing to me, in my opinion, it does not undermine the things that he has done to help create black culture, um, to send kids to college, to promote HBCUs. Those are still good things. So, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm done. Now it goes to segues to my, my next question. Go ahead, Katrina. Is his reputation tarnished in your eyes? What... What is what he has done or being accused of outweighs the accomplishments he's done for the black community? Um, I, I don't know that they can actually be compared. I, I think it's kind of apple and orange, oranges, right? Like what he has done has bought value and what he's been accused of is terrible, right? Um, and it goes back to the first, the question that you asked, can you separate the two, right? So if you don't have the ability to separate the two, then yes, you will say that his reputation has been tarnished and i think bill cosby the the man's reputation has been tarnished right bill cosby the philanthropy bill cosby the the actor the comedian those things that he has contributed those movies with sydney portier i will still watch them and still laugh like they are some 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 really culture shifting uh contributions to our culture and, and i mean you can't you can't 
I mean, if you're going to say that, then I, please don't listen to James Brown cut them temptations off because y'all know David Ruffin was beating his girl head in. Like, it, Sam Cook, please. For, for, I mean, you could just go, if that's, if we're going to say that based on their behavior, that what they have contributed to the culture is tarnished, then we would not listen, watch, or do anything. We would just literally be twiddling our thumbs and waiting on Jesus. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> well, you know, I, I I will say that initially my, my reaction was going to be a little bit different, but hearing such a compelling argument from Katrina, especially don't, don't, with don't, all, don't, all don't, the don't change your made, opinion. No, 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 I'm not going to change it, but, I mean, but, but hearing it, it does give you more perspective. But this is my thing. Um, yes, I, and this kind of goes back to the last thing we were talking about, as far as separating the individual from the from the artistry. Uh, Bill Cosby's reputation is definitely tarnished. Um, and, and honestly, to me, to a degree, some of the things that he's done in the community are tarnished because you can't take, you can't allow any amount of good to negate, um, any amount of bad that, that he's done. So all right, let's talk about, all right, he, he was a philanthropist and he gave people scholarships and all that kind of stuff, but he was also drugging and raping women. And, and this is his own confession. Um, so, you know, we, we can't say, oh, well, he gave scholarships and that was a good thing. So all is all is well and, and, and i'm not saying that that's what katrina is saying but i think we do need to take those things we need to take the totality of a man's actions and not just say okay well you know one cancels out the other we need to take them all all together well and, i uh, definitely don't disagree with that chris and I, i'm 100 uh on board with that what i'm saying is that we when we talk about canceling somebody right when we cancel calls and that's what i'm really referring to okay i got you that's that's the end all be all like this is it no absolutely he he said in that deposition that he he's admitted to doing these things these are terrible things and i am an advocate of women and our rights to say no even if you get there and we done took all our clothes off when i tell you no no is where the consent ends right that means Said. That being said, when we're talking about counseling, what are we really saying, right? Like Bill Cosby, the man, yes, is tarnished. Yes, he, he's what he has done is outrageous. It's ridiculous. And he morally, he should be locked up. But my point is, is that that still does not undermine what he has contributed. And I'm not going to say that, that those things aren't culture shifting right he's just he as a person is just terrible but if we peel back the layers of a lot of the people that we value that we look up to i mean i remember reading about david ruffin or marvin Gaye. like when i would read like when i finally learned i was just like wow just flabbergasted because when you you start to see the humanity of people that doesn't undermine what they did or what they said it is still wrong but i'm still gonna sing let's get it on right i'm still gonna my thing is, is that I can say that you are wrong and still be able to recognize what has been contributed. Well, let me ask you this, Katrina. What about the fact that, all right, so let's say, let's talk about the philanthropy, for instance, and the money that he raised for um, for HBCUs and scholarships and all of those things. Honestly, to me, knowing what he was doing, all of that stuff kind of feels disingenuous and it almost feels like he was doing it to cover up his actions and to some degree to to, to expand his 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 pool of uh, women that he could choose from. I mean, well, the, the women the women that he was going after, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that he met Andrea Constant at, at Temple University when she was a student. 
or working like maybe a graduate student or something yeah, along those met, lines. So yeah, he met, yeah, he met her yeah, at Temple. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so if, if we're talking about the things that he was doing, I, I honestly have to question what his motivation was for doing it. Right. Uh, was he trying to cover up the, the dirt that he was doing, or was he trying to you know get more women that he could that he could influence and take advantage of? Right. So, but but my point is is that and you have every right to question his motives. Then we question his motives on why he made um, the Cosby Show. Then we're gonna question his motives on why he made everything else that he's done. I mean, we can go on and on about questioning motives. Um, the reality is, is that we don't know, right? Again, I'm not making excuses for Cosby. I'm not saying that he was that that, that he should be walking around a free man. What I am saying is that sometimes in our culture, what we do is we will say, hey, you know, we, we canceling our killer. We canceling Bill Cosby and, and probably rightfully rightfully so. But what I am going to say is that some kids went to, sc- went to school full ride because Bill Cosby, right? I can acknowledge that. I can, I can acknowledge that and say, hey, that was a good thing. He's still a terrible human being. So. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> now, uh i didn't know who i was started with uh i'm gonna I'm go with i'm go with this one with katrina was was my crush felicia rashad <laughs> wrong for showing support for bill uh, katrina before you before you answer that question i just got i gotta marcus i gotta mess with you most guys our age had crushes on rudy or possibly even vanessa uh, you got a question on felicia or rashad <laughs> Or Denise, oh my gosh! Well, I, 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 that's maybe that's. I got started with the cougarism. Be very. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just had, I just had to put that. Uh, in, that we got to start. I got started, but, but I, I didn't. Wouldn't, but I saw Felicia Rashad. I was like, man, she's fine. I I'm sorry. I ain't care about. All right, All right. go go <laughs> ahead. Infatuated with Bud, but anyway. <laughs> you know what? <sighs> yeah, go back to you, Katrina. Was she wrong? Now, 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 paint this. I'm gonna paint this picture for you, Katrina. I mean, a lot of people got they start on this man's show now. Man, we 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 don't have G money if he didn't appear on the Cosby Show, right? <laughs> I, and that and that's all. And see, this is where me and Chris agree because it, it's like the first attorney that ever gave me my job, and I ain't gonna say his name, but I love him dearly. But if I ever found out he did A, B, and C, I don't care that he gave me my start. I'm not gonna get out here and make no... Tw- uh, no, absolutely not. You know, there is a deposition under oath where this man has stated what he has done. Mm. Like, no. And, and I love Felicia Rashad. I really do. And I'm not gonna cancel her either just because she said... <laughs> but since, like... I don't see how you could justify it. Like I, I, I don't. People have a right to support whomever they want to support, but there is a deposition. Like this is not hearsay. This is not like <laughs> the argument that they made to get this case dismissed was not on the fact that he was innocent. It wasn't. It's, it's exactly. Like, it's on a a deposition that he swore on the oath where he admitted to drugging women and 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 doing horrible things to them and. If you read, like, if you really just go back and read, and I looked at it again today, um, the prosecutor said to him that you you seem arrogant about it. And these were his words. That may be. That's the type of, of, of attitude of a man that you're dealing with, right? Um, so now, Felicia, as they say, bye, Felicia, you was wrong for that one. I, 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 yeah, no, no. Chris, was she wrong showing support for Bill for all that he has done for you know what? Um, I, I, I disagree. I, I think that 
Um, well, obviously, let's let's say this. Let, let's let's start the, with the obvious. Felicia Rashad had a had a, um, a interest in in Bill Cosby and his um, his legacy. Uh, what that relates to, as far as the Cosby Show, all of those things, um, residuals, um, all all that stuff. So let's start there. So it's, it's obvious why she supported him, I think. But I will say this also: you can support your friends even with them being wrong. You can support them without condoning their behavior. And I don't think that she necessarily condoned it. That's why I thought that it was out of place for everybody to be, you know, trying to cancel uh, Felicia Rashad. I think that she was trying to support her friend. Uh, but I think that she did it in such a way that um, that it was insensitive to what we know now are victims. But I, and I also think that she did it in such a way that she didn't take into account her position, which is now you know on the faculty of a college that has young you know female coeds and students. So I think in that regard, I think she should have thought it through a little bit better. But um, I you know ultimately I don't have a problem with her supporting somebody that she has a relationship with and or that she views as a friend, a mentor, whatever the case may be. To Chris's point, um, it is, it's, and Chris does a lot more criminal than I ever will, but um, I've been in court before and I, I've seen people be accused of murder. I've seen people be accused of rape and folks are sitting there with free Puka shirts and, and free Rico. Yep, and, absolutely. Um, I've also seen mothers get up there and beg the court for leniency, even though their son murdered 17 people. Like I'm exaggerating 17 people, but at least- <laughs> Right. At least at least three people, but that mother will still say that's my baby, right? That the mm-hmm. mother is still gonna say, judge have leniency. Mothers are still gonna ask for mercy, even though their Trump, their son or their daughter has been a terrorist to the community, right? So what I'm saying is the same way you want free baby, even though baby really need to be in jail because he done raped like 17 people. Is it's really what Felicia Rashad do? So I, I think there is, like Chris said, I think there is a level. Again, he was going back to the hypocrisy, right? The level of hypocrisy that hypocrisy that we sometimes have as a community, where we pick and choose what we support and what we will not support. Because if we're going to cancel Felicia Felicia Rashad for for supporting Bill Cosby, which I, I think so should have probably set that one out then we've got to cancel a whole lot of people that sit up in these courtrooms when their family members have committed crimes against other people. Yeah. Agree. And, uh, and how, if our university feels that strong about it, you need to donate the money back to Bill Cosby. That's how I, that's, how, that's my, my point about it. Cause uh, the money he donated to y'all helped somebody went to go to school. Now. I disagree with that. I'm with, uh, it's, what? It's, yeah, I, I do. I think that, Listen, man, I, you can, st- and this is the thing. Are we saying that, that we, nobody can be criticized? Like, is that the type of culture that we want to have where we're saying that some, no, because you did a, hey, because you've given me something, I have no right to criticize you or to say that you were wrong or to come out against you. Is that the type of culture? And I think that's what that's to me, this is where this is. Are we getting to a place now well, just because you gave me my start or just because you've given me money that when you have done something heinous, I need to keep my mouth closed. I can't speak out against, even though Howard University is 60% women, they can't come out and say, as a university, we do not support the behavior of this person. Like, is that the kind of culture we want to be in? I don't know. I mean, that's the culture we kind of, I, I, to answer your question, I believe that's the culture we in now. I mean, I think Howard University 
uh, was upset that Felicia Rashad showed some support and some compassion to her fellow colleague and and everything else. And and and, and there was rumors of uh, removing her from the dean. It was like, well, if you feel that compassion or that passionate about it, give that man his money back. I mean, so that's that's my view. I mean, I understand. I understand. You know, maybe Felicia Rashad. Me, my, me personally, I think Felicia Rashad should have just set that this one out. She could have showed compassion in, in a, a, a low-key uh, way. But if you're going to cancel her out for showing support for her friend, you need to go ahead and give me that money, too. Go, go, my, my philosophy, go all the way in. Ten toes down. You're going to go all the way in? <laughs> go all the way in. So uh, my, this is my last question for you all. And, I, and, and very great answers. Very great answers. I appreciate it. Katrina, I know you, you you deal with uh business and uh you know licenses and all that, but if it was Bill Cosby lawyer, what advice would you give him after he's been released from prison? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Don't be like it's like OJ. It's like OJ. <laughs> Whoa, you got out like <laughs> you killed a white woman and got off. Like the fact that we saw OJ every three years in the news, who are you listening to? Like, here, here's the thing where Cosby, there is a level, and I don't, I don't know if uh, people may not agree, there's a level level of arrogance with some men. Mm-hmm. And when I read that deposition, and I reread it again today, there's a level of ar- arrogance, almost a sense of entitlement, um, if you will. And so I think that Cosby is going to be in the news because I think that he's going to, I don't think he's going to sit down anywhere. But if he was my client, I'd be like, shut up. Literally, I would say, shut up. Sit down and, and enjoy your freedom. Um, I think that you're going to see him try to advocate. I think you will see him try to continue to criticize the black community. I don't know how far that would go, but there is almost a level of as if, again, he's not even aware of the crimes. It's, it's like a that I was watching the other day and Judge Joe Brown was on there. I don't know if y'all seen that clip yet where he was talking to um, Lamont Hill. Yes. And he was talking about (laughs) the way this man was talking about drug and women. I I was, this man, I'm just appalled. But in that era that they're from, you know, women have been really fighting to be respected and to be appreciated for a very long time. And so that era was a different era. It's no excuse, but what I'm saying is that Bill Cosby is from that era. And you see that with a lot, he's not the only one, but you see that a lot in that predatory uh, generation For is what I could re- usually refer to it as um, the level of men who have gotten away with things like this. I don't think you're going to sit down. I just don't. All right. Katrina said, uh, shut up. Chris, you're, this is your wheelhouse. If you yeah. are Bill Cosby's lawyer, what advice you will give give to him? <laughs> I was, you know, it's funny. Katrina started, she kind of um, started um, infringed a little bit on my answer uh, towards the end of her comment. But yeah, that would be my, my, my response. S-Y-A-D. You need to go somewhere in S-Y-A-D. Y'all know what that means. Sit your ass down. Damn. <laughs> if I could just put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know what? It's, it's so funny, man. We had, Katrina, you hit it right on the head. There is a level of arrogance with um, with people, especially when somebody gets off 
from a criminal case. And this is my, my thing. I've always tried to mentor and to um, to kind of witness the people. Like, you know, I, I, I told I told my pastor before I joined um, my, my current church that, you know, th this was almost a form of ministry to me because, you know, one of the things that I hated was people say, oh, I got a bad lawyer. I got a bad lawyer. I got off. I got off. You know what I'm saying? You still don't put yourself in those positions. So back to my original point, there is a level of arrogance that comes along with uh, getting a not guilty verdict. I mean, you would not believe, especially when you see the transition, because when somebody first come in your office and they charged with attempted murder and, and they thinking they about to go to prison for the rest of their life. They, they are the most meek person you will ever meet on earth. Mm -hmm. And then after you go through a three-day trial and you get a not guilty verdict, <laughs> or if you get a case dismissed at a preliminary hearing on a, on a um, self-defense or something like that, oh, they walk out swagging. So <laughs> back to, to Bill Cosby, I would tell him to sit down. Um, you know, this is a very unfortunate situation. And, 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 and the crazy thing is, I think in his heart of hearts, he really believes he hadn't done anything wrong. Right, and right. that's where you—that's where you first need to start. You need to realize, okay, dude, you—you you got you got off on this, but that doesn't mean that you are completely um, th that you you've been completely exonerated. You know, th there's a lot that went into that. Um, but yeah, I would tell them to sit down and 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 realize that um, you know it took some good lawyering, it took some 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 intervention from the man above. It took a whole lot of things for this perfect recipe to occur for Bill Cosby to be a free man right now. But I would really tell him to just sit down and, uh, you know, and and let his legacy uh, hopefully revive itself. Um, you know, people are obviously going to be aware of, you know, what happened and, and how it how it transpired and all those things. But, yeah, just sit down man. just 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 cool out. <laughs> I just I just I, I think that when we talk about um, legacy. Right. And what that looks like, again, goes back to what I was saying that we I can still appreciate what he has contributed. But, yeah, Chris. Chris nailed it. Like when when you see and you and I don't do criminal, but uh, the times that I did, absolutely, boy, you could get them to mop the floor with their tears and their hair. They would. They'd be so humble. But yep. the minute they get off, now I'm gonna tell you, I've seen some situations where the person was actually innocent and they know they got off on the on the grace of the good Lord. You ain't gonna see them no more. Don't talk. <laughs> they gone. They gonna, yeah. here, gonna be out here living their life, getting baptized, doing the whole nine. But there is that people, there are repeat offenders in these kind of cases because there is almost an invincible attitude that some people have, right? You see it, it's not just criminal. When you see people that are get away with silver, you know, maybe they've treated, uh, cheated some some tenants out of something. They'll continue to do it. Why? Because they have gotten away with it over and over and over again. And unfortunately, I think that is going to be the case for Bill Cosby. Wow. So he basically y'all gonna say y'all saying he's gonna be like Nino Brown at the end of the movie. It's the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. Think about Bill Cosby. I mean, not Bill Cosby. Uh, R. Kelly's R. Kelly's first accusations came in like two thousand one. R. Kelly got out of that, made some more albums and everything. What what he do? End up still getting young. Well, parents stupidly were still taking their kids to him. <laughs> right. And then and one. And then next thing you know, he calling and he at a hotel with him by himself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, have you ever seen that episode of the Boondocks? Like literally, Riley. I mean, uh, Huey told us. I mean, if you watch the episode of Boondocks, I promise you, it is word for word, almost verbatim of how the black community reacted to mm -hmm. um, R. Kelly uh, going to jail. Here's the thing, though: R. Kelly should be in jail. 
Bill Cosby should be in jail. But they not the only ones. The parents of the children who, who like Chris said, they bought the killer. They ought to be locked up. The producers, the record companies who, and that, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about Mr. Charles in our neighborhood. Every grown person knew it. The school knew it. They, they would go in there and buy snacks and see them pictures of them girls on the wall. Nobody steps in and says, hey, sir, man, it's wrong. You can't keep it because everybody's benefiting from it. And so, yeah, lock our Kelly up. But if you're going to lock our Kelly, why are there no charges against the parents? Why are there no charges against all the grown folks who saw Aaliyah parents? I don't care how much they deny there's a whole marriage certificate out here, ma'am. Why are her parents not being processed? Like, lock up everybody who has sat by and watched girls, watch children be raped and molested by predators. So that's my whole, yeah, you, you can talk all day about R. Kelly and Bill Cosby, but there is one in every neighborhood and sometimes two or three in our families that we need to be dealing with. Right. Yep. That's why I'm glad I did a, a podcast episode addressing that, 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 that dark secret in the black community. Once again, I thank you, Katrina Brown and Chris Burwell, for coming on the show to talk about this hot topic, the tarnished dad. Um, hopefully, everyone can um, or is immature enough to separate the two and acknowledge that what, like I said, I have a high regards for him, what he done for community, and I, I do a lot of research. But deep down inside, what Bill Cosby did was wrong. And me and Katrina, we, we, we have conversations offline sometimes because we, we, we're friends. And she made a good point. What if that's your sister? What about if that was your aunt or your mom? Um, you wouldn't be so so quick to, you know, uh, scrub, you know, scrub it, but sweep it under the rug. But what Bill Cosby did because because he's a celebrity. So I, my last words are, you know, um, we need to like we need Katrina said we need to prosecute uh, men that uh, sexually harass or assault women and drug women whatever. Bill Cosby was was is a great man. His legacy probably when he dies he, he will have a, he will have he will have those great moments, but he will always he, he will always be remembered what he, he he's done bad in the community as well. Uh, once again, thank you Katrina and Chris for coming on the show called the Tarnished Dad. And, you know, everybody knows my slogan that is knowledge is power, economic freedom is salvation. But if you put the two together, we can build a great nation. This is Marcus with Rebuke. Talk to you soon. Peace.